Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, 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 Keith Ferrante here, coming to you with our Emerging Prophet podcast shaka holy ghost i hope you're having a great day guys you were born to bust a religious spirit you were born to bust tradition you were born as a prophet to bring people into breakthrough make no mistake prophets wherever you go you stir up the waters wherever you go there's confrontation wherever you go darkness has to flee now what is this confrontation it's with darkness. We have to get good at not being confrontive everywhere we go with people. We have to get good at cleaning up our messes. It ain't easy. It ain't sometimes fun being a prophet. We can't live with the rejection complex. We can't live with, oh man, I'm speaking the truth and everyone you know is, is against me. We, we can't do that. We got to be sweet. We're new covenant. We're in relationships. We're fighting for relationships. We're fighting to restore relationships. But make no mistake, prophets have some fire that they need to be released. Guys, don't let your fire be whittled down. Let, don't let religion shut it down. Don't come under a niceness. Don't come under a spirit that says, oh, let's just keep it all in the fireplace. No, fire in the prophet is meant to be released, to stir people up. Guys, the enemy is doing his thing all over the world. He is making his play. The false prophets are shouting loudly everywhere, changing morality trying to change the laws of God. And it's our time to push them back, guys. It's time for the prophets to push them back. Make no mistake. You were meant for such a time as this. So do not give into the lie. Don't give into the lie that you need to quiet it down. You need to calm it down. You don't need to calm it down. You need to stir it up. You need to stir it up, guys, because you're there to awaken the church. You're there to awaken the body of Christ. That's just a freebie this morning, guys. I want to talk to you today about a different type of prophet, a prophet that is so good for the fiery prophets, a so good to counterbalance the edge of the John the Baptist style of prophets, the Peter style of prophets, the Elijah style of prophets. We need those guys. Make no mistake. We need, I've said a lot of make no mistakes, but we need, we need some John the beloved prophets, guys. We need them all. We need all the prophets. We need Elijah. Don't make, don't don't think, oh, we only need one type of prophet. No, we don't need one type. We need the variety, guys. We don't want, you know, I've seen I've seen so many movements that have been built around one style of prophet. And one thing I still appreciate about Dan McCollum is he helped me launch my emerging prophet movement. He said, Keith, you're, you don't, don't try to raise up prophets just after you. Raise up all sorts of different types of prophets. Embrace them. Celebrate them. You're not just trying to raise up one type of prophet. You're trying to raise up all sorts of prophets. And guys, I'm so excited about that. I want to see so many different varieties of prophets raised up. Praise the Lord. Come on. We need them. This is, but I want to talk to you today about John the Beloved. John the Beloved, I believe he's a prophet type. Now, I know he's an apostle. It, it doesn't say anything directly in scripture about him being a prophet, but you look at his life and you and you can't help but say that that the way that he operated is is a prophet. He could be a, he is a prophet apostle most likely. But in you and you you see one glimmer of him being a prophet in Revelation 22. I'm not trying to make a theology about it. It says it's talking to um, to John, the Lord's talking to John or he said to me 
Sounds like it's an angel, actually. It's an angel talking to him. He said to me, the angel, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets. So the angel saying, I'm a fellow servant. Wow, that's pretty cool. The angel's a servant, fellow servant with John. Just stop right there, man. He's saying, hey, I'm an angel. I serve God. You're you're a John, the, the beloved. You serve God. We both are servants of God. That's pretty cool. There's like, there's something there of peership. But listen to the other part. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of God. So it, it puts them with the brothers, you and your brothers. So that makes me go, I wonder if, I wonder if the angel was saying, you're a prophet, John, you and your brothers. Uh, it just, it's just a thought. It, it just, it's just something that, I always like to find those little things. I'm not trying to build a theology around it. But if you look at the life of John the Beloved, you can see a prophet type in him. And, and, and you know, why, why are we doing this conversation in these podcasts about different prophets? Because I want you to find yourself. I want you to find yourself in these conversations. I want you to begin to settle in that maybe you could be a prophet. Maybe you are a prophet, but it isn't like Peter. Maybe it's like John. Maybe it's not like Elijah. Maybe it's like Barnabas. Like, or maybe there's a little bit of Barnabas in you and a little bit of John in you and a little bit of Elijah and, and, and the, the fire of Elijah, the, the lovey-dovey of John, the reconciliation of Barnabas. That's what I want you to find. That's what this is about. You finding yourself and beginning to piece together your uniqueness as a prophet because we need prophets that know who they are. You must uh, uh, with you and your brothers, the prophet. Oh, that gets me so excited. Guys, for another, on another note, do you walk and do you have brothers as prophets? Do you have prophet brothers or are you a lone prophet? Do you, do you, do you recognize, oh, there's a, pro- there's a brother over there and there's a brother over there. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not the only one. Brother means close covenant. Or do you, do you recognize that you're in relationship? Well, John the Beloved was such a great example of a prophet who just was so all about the love of God. I was in this 40-day fast. I've shared this before. But 40-day fast, and the Lord you know, sent me on this journey with, with John the Baptist. And, and I shared this probably in another podcast here not too long ago. And I got so hit with the fire when I started studying up on John the Baptist. I realized, oh my word, he's a revivalist prophet. And I just got hit with the fire of God. I just started burning. I got in the prayer room. I'm like, come on, open up revival. Give us the nations. Give us our nation. Give me California. I was burning. Give me my church. Give me, I want revival. Burning. So burn, burn, fire, fire, fire. Go, go. Every night praying, fasting, just doing it, burning. And it came like 20 days into it. 20 days into it of this every night thing going on. And God stops me. Say, Keith, I want to teach you about a different prophet. Another John. Now, you've been burning because of the fire of John the Baptist. Now, I want to teach you about the fiery love of John the Beloved. Song of Solomon 8.6. His love is an unquenchable fire. Well, like there's two Johns. John, the one that just is confrontive, more like the Elijah style. And when you're operating like that, you get a little bit cantankerous, a little bit edgy, a little bit... You start, you start losing love for people. You start getting vicious. When you only got John the Baptist, you want to lop heads. And then eventually your head gets lopped because you're so confrontive. And guys, it is needed. That style is needed. But make no mistake, 
We need to be filtering through the John the Baptist and the Elijah style of prophet into the new covenant. How would that look? How would that be relational? I, you know, Steve Hill was a good example of the John the Baptist style of prophet. He, you know, people called him an evangelist, but I believe he was a prophet evangelist. He was there to awaken the church. Come on, church, waken up. And then, but, so I, I, I have that fire, guys. I've caught that fire. And I caught that fire in that season, the John the Baptist fire. And man, I was burning. I want to see things change. But I started getting so irritated with everybody and everything. And the Lord had to say, Keith, okay, you got to take on the John the Beloved prophet. I need you to study up on John the Beloved because he was a prophet too. And look at how he, you know, look at his posture. His heart posture was so different, guys. I mean, look at, he's the only, he's the only apostle slash prophet in the Bible that didn't get martyred like everyone else. They tried to kill him, but look, love, I think he was a prophetic picture of love conquering all. He put him in oil, it wouldn't kill him. They had him in prison, but while in prison, he, they couldn't shut down his revelation. There he is, uh, Revelation 1. I, John, on the Lord's day, was in the Spirit. Oh, shaka, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. And there I saw Jesus. There he is, eyes of fire. I mean, this is John. He's encountering. This sounds like a prophet, doesn't it, guys? He's, he's open heavens. He's encountering. But what does John say over and over again? I'm the one who Jesus loves. This is where our greatest protection is as a prophet, guys. We can be confrontive. We can be, I got to speak the truth. You know what? But we got to learn to speak the truth in love. And where does love come from? It comes from someone else. It comes from God. God is love. How can you say you love God and hate your brother? Like, listen, anybody who hates his brother has not seen God. That's what John the Beloved gives us in 1 John. He gives us the reminder. First of all, you got to encounter God for yourself, the love of God for yourself. Oh, he loves me. I'm his favorite. I'm the one that he loves. I'm the one that he loves. What, 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 is, what happens when you're doing that? Is it arrogance? Oh, I'm the one that he loves. I'm loved more than you are loved. No. What happens when you step into that? What you're doing is your relation protection over yourself because love is a covering. Love casts out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. Fear has to do with death. The one who is, the one who is uh, fearful is, is not made perfect, but the one who is loved, you, you're, you're, you're covered. The enemy cannot touch you. That's what love is about. I'm the one he loves. When you get into that place, oh, I'm so loved. He so likes me. He likes who I am. He loves who I am. He loves me as his son. He loves me. He loves my hair. He loves my eyes. He loves my, he loves, he loves my hands. He loves the way I dance. He loves the way I, my, I pray. He loves the way I, you know, my, the foods I like. He, lo- he loves my life. He loves everything about me. I'm his son. I'm the one he loves. Guys, that's where protection comes in. Because what happens? The enemy starts throwing these darts of rejection. This fire, this accusation, all these things. And what do you have to do? How do you protect yourself? Ah, he loves me. I'm so thankful for the prophets that are in my life. I've got one amazing prophet in my life that's like, Keith, whenever I get in a battle, I, 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 you know, I reach out and it's like, Keith, you know, it's just, it's just the peace of God, the patience of God, the love of God. <coughs> and sometimes I like, no, let's crush the enemy. Yeah. But I have to realize, no, 
Wow, I'm so thankful for the prophets of love. They remind me, keep my love on. And you see the John, the beloved, and and then Peter, they're such a good match for each other because John needs Peter. Peter meets John. John, John can be too much sometimes, get too concerned with what, you know, just what everyone thinks. He can get too concerned with, he's not as bold. He, he gets to the tomb first, but Peter goes through the, you know, into the tomb. You know, it's like Peter, like sometimes that boldness is needed. Sometimes that confrontation is needed. But then there's this balance. John's like, oh, come on. It's just about love. It's just about encounter. Peter says, come on, we got to go. And I'm, I'm thinking right now, as I'm doing this podcast, I'm thinking right now of the John, the beloveds that I've got in my life. And I'm thanking the Lord for them. I'm thanking that they center me in the finished work of Jesus. So I'm not off balance. Because I tend to lead towards the John the Baptist style and the Peter style. And, but I have to kind of come over to the John the Beloved style. And they think God's so good. Here I am doing a podcast and I'm having my own encounter with Jesus. Guys, I'm just, I'm just remembering his love for me. And when you get in his love for you, 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 you love people more. You stop judging people. You stop getting so agitated at people. I mean, I look, look, I love it. John 21. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. See, I want you to see this. The, the one that comes into the revelation of that they're loved can see the Lord easy. And they, and they can even help Peter who's so, come on, I'm taking territory, kicking butt, trailblazing, that sometimes Peter don't see Jesus. Whereas John the beloved can say, hey, I recognize that's the Lord right there. You can see how they need each other. Sometimes the John the Beloved is, 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 is like the Barnabas also. He's more like, you know what? Uh, Paul, we got to love John. We got to love John Mark. And Paul's saying, no, we got to get rid of John Mark. He was disloyal to us. He betrayed us. Barnabas like, no, we got to love him. It's, there's this tension. We need these wild prophets. We need these power prophets. We need these Pauls, these apostles. And these Peters, these, these apostle prophet types, we need these, these, uh, these aggressive territory taking because it's about advancing the kingdom of God forcefully. And we need that. But then we got we to gotta, we gotta listen to the Barnabases and the John the Beloveds that are saying, hey, love, love. Now, guys, you know, you know where, where the issue is? If, 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 one, if, if a culture becomes too, too one-sided, too dominant towards one or the other. If a culture becomes all about John the Beloved style, it's only one side of God because that's more like the Lamb of God. God is the Lion of Judah also. But there are certain cultures that are that are like the Lion and they're like justice, judgment, and kingdom advancement, and, and, and take, you know, kick butt, take names. And it's like, Hey, yeah, yeah. You know what? What, what? You need some John the Beloved. You need a little bit of lovey-dovey because you're you're just you're just cutting off ears. You're getting a little bit that you get the guys that never confront. No, this just makes everyone feel happy, and let's just make everyone safe. And this is a safe. I'm like, no, you're you're getting way too guys. We got a devil here, and prophets are meant to confront the devil and push back the gates of hell. And yes, we want we want you know we want safety in our close relationships, but we don't. We're not safe people. Prophets are dangerous people. So do you see the balance? You see the challenge? It's an understanding of the season that you're in. 
What season are you in? Are you in the season of John the Beloved or are you in the season of John the Baptist? Now, some get done like like John the Baptist. Like they, they're gonna, they have to get that done. They have to push. They, I mean, like what season are you in? What is needed? What style of prophet do you need to really embrace? Because, and when, you know, let me just say this. We're not just, we're not just one, one style. We're not just one style of prophet. You know, this is what I've had to learn on my journey. Keith, I'm not, Keith, you're not just John the Baptist. You're not just making messes, confronting, getting after things. Keith, you do have a John the Beloved. Pull the love up, pull the love up. And I'm thankful for the, the John, the, the, the beloveds around me that remind me to pull the love up, to pull the patience up, to pull the kindness up, to, you know, th- those kind of things. Because, man, I got some fire in me right now. I got some fire in me with what's going on in the earth and what the demonic is doing and what the devil is doing. And I want to see that destroyed, guys. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't feel bad about it. The church needs to be reformed. The, 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 the world needs to repent. Like the people of God need to rise up. The prophets need to stop being wimps. They need to start getting healthy. They need to start getting whole. They need to start getting offense free. They need to start getting poverty free. Guys, you see the fire in me right now? I got this tension in me. This is challenging, prophets. You're like, man, he's a little schizophrenic. No, no. I'm holding the tension of the truth in love. I'm always, you know, sometimes prophets, you will unintentionally, with, with all the best of intentions, you will offend some people. And in your heart for God's plans and principles to be advanced, you will hurt some people. They will get their feathers ruffled. They will get, they will get stirred up a little bit. And you know what? They're going to come back at you and they're going to smack down on you. They're going to criticize. They're going to try to shut you down. They're going to try to shame you for the fire that God has given you. And this is the tension. We don't want to become that one that when that smack comes back at us and we get hit back where we retaliate or we, we feel rejected or we leave the church or we feel hurt. No, we've got to try to somehow hold it together. Walk in love in the midst of things. But be provoked. Be provoked. Like figure out, okay, how do I, how do I walk with, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to just chop off ears, but I do want to cause the church to awaken. Guys, whenever I get some accusations, some hurt, some pushback, some some people trying to shut the, you know, sh- you know, like, hey, that was too much, and we don't like that, and you hurt us, and this that, I always want to try to pay attention. I do not want to hurt people, just to hurt people. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know what? One thing we've said in our in our in our world as we've trained, there's a difference between hurt and harm. Let me just say this: people won't be hurt around me occasionally, but I don't want to harm anybody. Harm means permanent damage that needs inner healing, et cetera, et cetera. No, I do want some hurt. And that, that scripture says, if you're not disciplined, you're not sons of God. So there's some hurt in discipline. It, it's painful, but it's good. It's growing. It's like, you got to work out. You're going to hurt because when you're out of shape, you're, you're, you know, you need, you need someone to kind of get, get in your grill and get you, get you back in shape. But it's like, okay. Yeah, that's good. It's painful. It's like, oh, no more. Ah, I, I don't want to work out anymore. Ah, it's too painful. Okay, that's hurt. That's not harm. No, there can be harm. I can harm myself if I'm if I'm working out and I'm doing too much, too much, too much, too much, and I'm stretching myself. I'm straining. I start to hurt my body. I know I gotta I gotta pay attention to my body. See the difference between the hurt and the harm. That's where we want to live, guys. 
That's a healthy mix. And, and that's, that's Barnabas and Paul's tension. Barnabas is trying to restore John Mark. And, and Paul's like, no, he's got that fiery John the Baptist edge, that confront of edge. But, you know, like there's, there's the tension. And I mean, that, the same fire that, that Paul was raging against with Barnabas and John Mark was the fire uh, that Barnabas had to see the good in Paul. Because Barnabas did the same thing to Paul. He said, hey, there's good in you. And he showed it to the apostles. Look at the good in Paul. We need him. Even though he's so edgy, even though he's so scared, we need him. He's, he's a voice that is so needed. Woo! I'm getting a lot of revelation in this conversation, guys. I don't know if this is just for me. Man, I'm almost wanting to weep as I'm thinking about all the people we need that are Paul's. But they're in rough edge form. Guys, if you're a John the Beloved, do not write off the Paul's. If you're a Paul, do not write off the Barnabases or the John the Beloveds. We need each other. Man, I hope this, I hope this conversation's been good. I, I know I just feel kind of raw today. I feel raw as I'm having this conversation. I just so want the prophets to rise up. I so want the prophets to come on the earth and to be a force to be reckoned with and to get back the kingdoms of this world, to be, make them the Lord's, expand the kingdom of God. That's why I'm alive and I breathe and I live as a prophet, guys. That's my heart to honor Jesus and his value system. And guys, sometimes that's so uncomfortable to be around. This style of prophet, it's so uncomfortable because people, it confronts their coldness and their casualness, but that's why we're needed. That's why you're needed, prophet. So don't give up. Just get healthy. Be around other prophets that kind of help remind you, hey, you're not the only style. Pay attention. You know, some of us are not confrontive enough. Others of us are too confrontive. We need each other to help us. Well, I'm so thankful for the body of Christ. I am so thankful for the prophets. And Lord, forgive us. Forgive me when I've been critical of other types that I didn't get. Now, sometimes we're just, we're just, we just criticize others because we're not in the season that they're in. Like some are in the season of prayer and fasting and, and, and fighting. And we're in the season of resting and feasting. And, and we're just like, oh, those fasters are just religious. And, and then we're in, and then they're like, oh, those feasters are just, they're just, they're just living in the flesh. They're just light. You know, I mean, that's not even my language, but that, that could be their language. But guys, it's like, no, we're just in different seasons. We got to honor each other. We need all types of prophets and all types of styles. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us to embrace each other, not be critical and to love, but to see and to understand who you've made us to be in this season. And guys, let me just say this. Your styles might change. God might emphasize a different aspect of his prophetic nature in you at different times. And that's the beauty of it. Like we're not always one, one thing. at this. You're not a one-trick pony, guys. You might be John the Beloved in one season and the next John the Baptist. And you, gotta, you, gotta, you, you wanna be in the ebbs and flows. I remember a prophet is saying, Keith, don't let people pigeonhole you as the fire guy. Or don't let people pigeonhole you as the joy boy. I mean, like, you, can, yeah, you got joy, and yeah, you got fire to stir stuff up, but you're more than that. You got more than that. There's other aspects of you. So, man, I just leave you with this, guys. I feel so provoked. I just leave you with this exhortation. Man, come forth. We need you. But discover what kind of a prophet of you are. If you feel like you're a John the Beloved, really embrace it. Like, make that declaration. I am a, I am a John the Beloved type of prophet. I am just the one that Jesus loves. I am a, 
I walk with the, my brothers, the prophets. I encounter Jesus. The heavens are open over me. I am protected from harm. I go from glory to glory. I am a messenger of love. It's, you know, guys, we know one of the, one of the John the Beloved type of prophets that I've seen in our modern day is like Heidi Baker. She is such a great, great example of a John the Beloved prophet, apostle type. Guys, we so need this. She just She's always about, oh, it's the one, loving the one, and then letting Jesus love us. Oh, and you know what? I've been in meetings with Heidi where she's so, 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 so lovey-dovey, so romantically in love with Jesus or loving on a single person for like 45 minutes in front of thousands. And I'm like, wow, this is a prophet type of John the Beloved. It's so extreme, but it, it's, it's, it's such a picture of the extremity of God's love. And prophets are extreme, guys. Doesn't mean we can't be healthy and normal, and but there are extremities to us, and we so need them. I'm so thankful for the different prophets. Man, bless you. If you love this, tell someone about us. Tell, tell you know, join, join, join the movement, guys. Join Emerging Prophets. Jump in deeper. Jump into our, our deeper world. We so want to have you with us because we're, we're called to raise up prophets to get back the kingdoms of this world until they shine with Jesus. Man, I love you. You guys have an amazing day. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Prophet podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprophets.com. Or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.